Hey students, welcome to episode 28 of the Film Student Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lazzaroni. My guest this week is Liz Fitzgerald from the soon-to-be-graduating Orange Cohort. We talk about taking improv classes in Chicago, her cohort's plans after graduation, and we even get interrupted by a security guard trying to kick us out of the building. Fun! On with the show. doing improv in Chicago when I was 25 or 26 and I got really into it yeah and obviously and I'm still into it I'm an improviser um but yeah I started doing comedy like in Chicago and like really fell in deep and took did everything that you do when you're an improviser here taking classes at IO and annoyance and the conservatory at second city so you've gone around to all the, all the so if, if anybody needs to know which which uh theater to go get their training from you can give them a good breakdown of what they oh, get yeah. from each they're one all good. they're, they're all, good. all different they're all different that's what makes them good you know because this is this is improv to sketch at second city and yeah. then io and annoyance are much more just straight up improv right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what what would you say is the difference between those two um, I guess generally, and it depends on your teachers, but I think the general philosophy at the annoyance is to take care of yourself mm-hmm. first, and then the scene will kind of work it work its way out. Like, okay. so in IO, this is general, and you know, like not true for every theater every time, but IO is more about the group Mm -hmm. um and like connecting with the group um yeah i think those are the the like that's like the main difference and like Mm -hmm. the overall philosophy but like that doesn't mean that either theater doesn't teach you how to take care of yourself or take care of the group (laughs) yeah it's it's just just kind of like it's where they lean because i've I've seen the you know ucb versus i went through the program at washington improv theater so i saw Mm -hmm. their program dc okay uh and then uh and then i've taken workshops from teachers from around the country yeah for, for different and so it, it's interesting to see different approaches not that any of them are wrong but they you know the, a lot of these schools do choose a philosophy and then go full bore at that yeah and then uh, everyone has their hot takes within yeah. the theaters and what's wrong and what's right and like it's all it's all improv. For, for DC, <laughs> it seems to be comedy sports are the ones where they're, oh, really? they're, they're yeah. just... Oh, really? Yeah. Comedy sports like, is, like, super popular. They're kind of down on fr- them there. And, like, and short form in general is not as popular in DC as oh, long really? form. Yeah. Yeah. I have some friends from Texas, and, like, comedy sports was, like, really, really popular. Yeah. Um, There's yeah. parts of the country... Like, that. I know that's what, like, Dan Harmon... I listen to Harmon Town all the time. He, he went through mm-hmm. comedy sports in, up in Wisconsin. That's how he... Oh, really? How he got started in, like, comedy and then into writing. And yeah. Into, yeah. I don't know if it's, like, a taste... You're trying to figure out your own taste thing, but, like, basically, when you're an amateur improviser, like, half your life is spent... It feels like, to me, here, it's like you go see shows and then you gossip about the shows and who do you like and who do you not like. Right. Not as people, but it's like, oh, like they make moves I don't agree with and da da da, da. And it's, a, you know, amateur improvisers critiquing maybe other amateur improvisers or this whole yeah. this whole thing. And, like, I, I don't know where that comes. I think it really is just, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, like what would work for you and what doesn't. But right. Yeah, because it's different. It, 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 it just it's it's like a turnoff for me when people are like, "Oh, well, like it's all like yeah. this theater, this theater." It's like, I was eh, on a trip with a whatever. guy that that went through 
the program at Washington Improv Theater with with us, and we started a troupe out of our out Can of our I? level two, Sorry. Um, or out of our level three class. Uh -huh. And he, um, and then he's he like just up and quit the team, and then went and joined another theater company in in DC that was a different philosophy. Uh -huh. It was actually a guy who um left washington improv theater basically just kind of middle of the night left and went and formed his own theater mm -hmm. um and uh and, and just different philosophy and you know pat this guy just went full bore towards that like that was his new yeah that's his new and style you know, i don't blame people i mean if you find something you really click with right um why not yeah you well know? and if you find a teacher that just speaks your language the right way that's the best feeling yeah and it's the worst feeling when it feels like oh there's this person that everyone really respects but like i, I don't they quite don't get, get me i don't get them some yeah. combination of someone not getting someone <laughs> yeah but. i was like i didn't really being in school this last year like i wasn't as improvising as much and now i'm like back you know, back in like to my routine or whatever, but it's like create. It's kind of it's it's wonderful. I think like looking back, the longer you do it, it's like so fun to like look back and be like, oh man, I remember feeling all these different feelings, like feeling so inadequate or bad, or like yeah. I remember feeling really bad and really mediocre, and then like maybe good, and then falling back to like super mediocre, and then like learning this and forgetting that and like all these different things and like having like some taking some time off i guess and like getting some perspective it's like oh like what a cool like journey to like learn a skill that you yeah. are afraid to learn i think that's the best thing about improv is like literally everyone should do it because like you can't not improve yeah wait what is it you can't not improve yeah. Does that make sense? You ha you yeah, will yeah. improve, which is yeah. so cool. You can't like, you can't avoid some you sort can't of avoid Im improvement, improvement. Yeah. <laughs> and like learning, which I think is super cool. Well, and that's why they keep on there's uh, you know work programs for for imp yeah. improv, and every single one of these theaters is open. One that goes and you know works in office buildings and shows people how to yeah. use improv skills for public speaking or for uh, you know uh, team dynamics or for you know, creative out of the box thinking or the tons and tons of benefits to it. It kind of, no matter what your business is. A hundred percent. So you, so you started doing improv yeah, here. So I started doing that and then I just got like super into the community and just fell in. And then, so I worked in advertising before this and I was that was, here in Chicago or, mm -hmm. okay. And are you from here originally? Or? No, I'm from Colorado. Okay. Um, so I, like last year, a year and a half ago, I was just thinking about my job and I was thinking about me getting a new job and I went on some interviews and I was like, had I gotten a different job, it would have been my like third advertising job. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, I was like, this just doesn't feel right. This just doesn't feel like it's going to make me happy. And not that um, I didn't like working in advertising. It just felt like um, just time to make like sort of a serious change. And yeah. I remember when they first announced the school, I was like super interested, um, but like a little hesitant. Um, and then, yeah, I, I remember. OK, so this is like it is the truth. It's like become a joke here because I've made like a few sketches about it. But like a couple years ago. OK, well, no, I won't tell you the whole story, but like. <laughs> I ended up a year ago, you're like breaking my ankle. Okay. And I was like really annoyed. And then like within 
whatever, five days of breaking my ankle, I like applied to the school because I was like, I've had enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it I'm was the straw that broke life. the Liz's ankle. That's what yeah, <laughs> yeah. Instead of the camel's back. The long story is, I broke both ankles, just like two years apart. I broke one my <laughs> one ankle in like 2014, and the second ankle no 2015, the second ankle were in 2017. Were they things that you would? theoretically break an ankle doing or was it just like slipping on the stairs? well you've walked before right tony yes you've i've walked, walked down I've, the street i've i've done it a, f- a few yeah. times well yeah. you got to be careful because that was my that was my achilles heel or achilles ankle <laughs> um i stepped off a curb i was wearing these shoes that i bought again I bought them twice they're like those really knit really like lightweight nike like air like knit mm-hmm. shoes that have like no you feel like feel like walking on air yeah, don't yeah. get those if you have like loosey goosey ankles like I do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just like yeah, I wanted to make kind of like a big change and like go for it. And then I've done, in addition to like improv, I had done sketch writing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've always been interested in like film and television, and I really wanted to make an effort to figure out how to like translate my comedic voice to the screen and basically like it was a good program for me because I was working advertising and doing comedy there was nothing stopping me from making film sketches right thousands of times a week do you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah, yeah. like I had access to equipment I had access to people I had was part of the community but like I wasn't I wasn't doing it and right. I wasn't writing as much as I should so I you know for me it was the right fit it was something just to force you to, to mm-hmm. constantly churn something out, which I, yeah. I think has been good it just from a standpoint of writing. Uh, totally. I've I, been very productive. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to be. <laughs> like even, sure. Even the people that are that, that don't do great at staying on top of things are still probably more productive here than they ever would have been out on their own. Absolutely. Trying to, you yeah. know, trying to write or or Yeah, uh, and uh, it is sort of things. like, I mean, like looking, I mean, this is like a weird night to be doing this podcast because like literally as we're sitting here, my final film was exporting and i sent my final script off like earlier this afternoon yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll set the stage so we're sitting in the screening room at the harold ramos film school we were uh, i was editing uh we danny marshall 13 hours ago. yeah i was editing danny marshall's uh final film doing the final polishing touches on that yep. and now i have uh in former guest danny marshall and i have former guest melissa mcglenzy sitting in the back row of the theater trying what was that eating cheetos <laughs> eating cheese oh, did we tell you the security guard came back yeah we're good yeah till 12 or 1 because we're recording this at uh 11 in the in the evening yeah. um but yeah uh so we're, no, we're, but, but we're hanging out waiting for things yeah, to export and so just thought nice podcast. um <laughs> and was i a guest of convenience sure sure um it's because the the two that i had scheduled uh both wound up having things that conflicted yeah no me free as a bird just exporting what's um, that <laughs> well one was going to be dom uh and he's working on he was went back to go work on color for danny's film which he ended up not being able to do because yeah. the xml didn't export right uh he'll be on he'll be on another week um and uh and the other one's going to be my roommate but he'll be he'll be on later too <laughs> that's good <laughs> but anyway so um so yeah, so what was your submission piece for uh, for getting into so the program? So someone asked me that the other day. What was what do you mean submission piece? So you mean like the video where you just what do you mean? 
me. The, I mean, like the work sample, like the thing that you had to show. Uh, was it something written? Was it something? It was stand up. It was me doing stand up. Okay, so you've done stand up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you go through any training for that, or was that just? No, I just started doing it, and I have knocks. school of hard knocks. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, I guess. I mean, I know this is like cheating because I know stand ups are so hardcore, but like. I would go to improv theaters if imp- like that's how my first night that I did stand up was at the crowd theater because mm-hmm. I had been there so much um, doing improv. Oh my god, it was so I was so nervous. I like blacked out um, <laughs> during your set, or oh yeah, and then I like went into the bathroom and I was like, ooh, I feel hot. This is after the set. I was like, I feel hot. And I was wearing a sweater, a t-shirt underneath. And I took off the sweater. And I was red from my chin to, like, my, like, what bone is that? Collarbone? Sternum? Lower. Like, yeah. Like, five inches below. Just, like, bright red. I was so nervous. Um, But anyway, yeah, I did did stand up, like, a little bit. I I was never, like, so, so into it. But I did it, like, fairly fairly consistently at these weird sort of, like, shows like that that sort of thing yeah or like just like improv like variety shows i would like do stand-up or i would always offer to like host shows um so yeah i sent up i sent a clip of like me doing stand-up at my friend's (laughs) my friend's birthday party and it like wasn't that good of a show but like i just had decided to join the school to apply for the school like so like literally like I i had done no planning because it was such a spur of the moment decision and it was like three days before the deadline was due. So I was like, okay, what show can I get up in, in like the next like couple of days and like film it. And I was like, my friend is like doing a variety show for her birthday. It was a surprise. Her other friend was putting so it you, on. Okay. So you pl- so you I shot was, it specifically for the, for the submission three days out from it or. Yeah. It's not like I wrote new material. <laughs> I just needed to like get it on, get it on stage. Cause I didn't have like the, those particular like bits recorded. So yeah. of course that's a, at a birthday party. So many people are not laughing when many other people laugh. Cause they're like, shouldn't <laughs> you be talking about the birthday girl? And I didn't. <laughs> this party's not about you. <laughs> sure. And did I tell my friend that I was offering to film the birthday so she could have it as a memory? Maybe. Um, <laughs> Does your friend hold this against I, you? Are you no, still friends? No, I think she. No, I think I was actually honest with her, but <laughs> it was a little shady. Now that I think about it. <laughs> but hey, it, the the end justifies justifies the means. So sure. the fact that you're here meant it was the right yeah, thing to do. And like everyone else, like that was doing the variety show, sort of had like bits. Everyone was like doing comedy, but they all were like about her. Yeah. <laughs> and mine was just like <laughs> my stand up. What do you think about toast? <laughs> I know. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. What was your signature bit? <laughs> my signature. I don't even know. I haven't done stand. I don't think I've done stand up. That's really bad too. I haven't done stand up. I don't think well, since nobody then. Has, no, maybe once since then. Nobody has time to do the things that they did beforehand, other than this. Because I, I used to play music on a regular basis out. Like I played guitar and bass, and I, I played in like three bands in yeah. DC. I I literally started selling instruments because I'm I'm not playing anything. Like it's just oh, really? it, it's just sitting collecting dust, and I feel yeah. I think so the bad. last time I did stand up was um it was definitely last year. So yeah. it was definitely after a couple times after this I did it, but like. No. Yeah. But <laughs> I definitely could have done it. I just didn't. But um, yeah, that was my submission. Yeah. And then didn't we have to write an essay? There was an essay on your comedic influences. 
Mine. I actually liked writing that essay. Who? What was? What'd you, do you, who'd you uh, put for it? Well, I'm in my front of my computer. Should I look it up or no? Do you not remember? No. <laughs> I remember I wrote about... I don't know. You I could just tell you, you my to. comedic influences. Who? Who is it? Who's? Who are you? Fred, Fred Armisen is probably my biggest one. Greatest Portlandia. He's just my great. I don't know, like influence, but I'm sure influence. But he's my hero. Yeah. Um, comedically, I think he's done uh, some pretty and Casey Wilson great stuff. Okay. Do you know Casey Wilson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope she was on SNL. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Casey. Um, yeah, Fred Armisen. I just remember like. And Kristen Wiig does this, where it's like those very small human ticks that you didn't even notice were human ticks, and then you would just do a whole sketch about them. Yeah. Like, I love that. And, like, he would find... I'm really into, uh, like, I think it's very funny in comedy when people are passive-aggressive and, like, have small intonations in their voices that make them make the words mean different things. So... Fred Armisen like literally did an entire sketch on Seth Meyers about that thing that people do that's passive aggressive, but I had never noticed before, which is like someone will say something to someone and then the other person will be like, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I couldn't hear you. What'd you say? I'm sorry, what? And like he just did that back and forth for like three minutes. And I was like, that is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. And Portlandia does all that stuff. Yeah, he's uh, he used to do the the character on SNL that would go on Weekend Update that would talk shit with Vanessa Bayer. No, one? not that one. But he he would do the one where he would he would just be so worked up on something that he would start a sentence or start a thought and then just <laughs> yes. change it and start <laughs> yes, up start yeah, up a completely like, different one. Uh, like yeah, that, uh, yeah. I know see, the thing is that see, see, wh- if, yeah. if 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 the military complex, like right. okay, so look at it this way: <laughs> if if we yeah, just yeah. Like small <laughs> human, and then like him and Vanessa Bear, I loved that bit so much when yeah. they were gossiping. They're like that thing where you change your volume when it's just like you're talking about someone. You're like it's just like we're a little worried and it's like oh like liz like don't you like that person oh my god and you get like louder in volume Ooh, <laughs> so i love that i just thought i yeah i just think he's like super brilliant um i don't know who did you write your essay about uh mine was robin williams and uh and john candy Ugh. uh john candy specifically john candy. because he was the first time like i'm big guy he was the first time mm. uh, i'd really seen like a big guy that wasn't just a dipshit that that was actually the smartest character in the room like was smart, was whip great smart actor. yeah and so and just heart. was able to to kind yeah. of twist a knife like i i remember him in uncle buck and just being oh he was so so much wittier and funnier and faster than you know the people that were around him and i you didn't have that i had bull on night court and stuff like that that were uh, I don't even know if you know. The only reason I know Night Court was because of the Thirty Rock episode about Night Court. Okay, yeah, but the, so Bull was the you know big yeah. dumbass guy and and, uh, and stupid. Yeah, that that was always the trope. You know, when I was younger yeah, for Candy's. for bigger guys. So good, I love Uncle Buck so much. Yeah, it reminds me that quality that you just just it reminds me I I love Steve Carell so much. Yeah, but I think he has that quality too, where it's like. When he slips into being this like a mate, when you just like, oh, it catches me off guard. When I'm like, Jesus, that's like a great actor. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Ooh, he was great in Foxcatcher. Oh my God, I can never ever see that movie again. That yeah. movie was so crazy. Yeah. And so claustrophobic and so intense. And I don't mean to say this, 
But I remember leaving the theater and talking to my boyfriend at the time. And we were like, why was that movie made? I mean, it's a great movie. But like, I think... Yeah, like why? I'm just interested. It's like why did someone want to tell that story? It's a character piece. I think I think it's it, they want to tell it because they want to somehow unlock or explain something that somebody that they that otherwise makes no sense from from the outside. I mean, that scene. Okay, now yeah, you're right. Now like, like I, that, I mean, that that's totally valid cuz do you remember when the mother would come in? Oh. My yeah, God. yeah. I can't yeah. think about that. Well, I just watched I, Tanya and oh. have a whole new respect for all of the people in that situation, you know, uh, of understand what, what they all went through. The the mother is insane. The, you know, boyfriend is slash oh husband is God. insane. The bodyguard totally. guy. Oh, my God. That guy is just. That story is so insane and wild. But, yeah, I, Tanya was so good. But, I mean, yeah, like. Yeah, that line that like summarizes the whole thing where she's like Nancy Kerrigan was only hit once. Right. And I was just like, "Oh my god, like it's not so much like that wasn't bad, it's just like no one cared that this woman was like this victim of yeah. all these horrible people that were physically hurting her and assaulting her like emotionally." Yeah. And like it just go and it it's horrible like what what she orchestrated or what she allegedly orchestrated but like oh that was crazy i love figure skating <laughs> always have i always best transition always. i've had on this podcast <laughs> no i really really love the olympics and figure skating <laughs> and jonathan van ness from queer eye like i think he 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 loves figure skating so much and like i feel so seen <laughs> I just That's what I'm getting out of Queer Eye. No, I'm just kidding. I love what would Brian Boitano do from South Park. I don't know that. Oh, I, I will say, can I just <laughs> say something about South Park for a second? What's that? The gender divide on South Park is pretty stark. Like, oh yeah. The, who the when so, like it, it's just been it, it hit me like 30 times after going to school. But like someone will say something like that, and l- every guy here who's like obviously shit like we're all here because we're interested in comedy like mm-hmm. literally 100 percent of the guys were like oh a great episode and 100 percent of the girls are like the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like have you i've seen i've not watched that much south park i know more about like awesome like osmosis like south park like uh like oh i remember that being like a really big character that people would talk yeah. about all the time yeah isn't that weird no it's not weird i uh that's something that that uh, so I back in DC, my executive producer, um, she has over time just pushed me more and more down the like uh, Bechtel tests line of of like uh, just trying to write stuff that's outside, um, you know, outside of of just writing for guys, mm. like and outside of trying to make movies about guys. Like she's she's starred in a bunch of them that, that we've made for Forty Eight Hour and Seventy Two Fest and stuff like that. And so it's something that I came in with. I think a little bit more heightened awareness of from a male perspective than, than others did. Um, like my term two is, is a female lead. My term three is going to be a female lead, uh, character for those. And, you know, but that's, that's just because somebody made the point really simple, which is just change the name, Uh, you know, write a character that's interesting to you and then change the name from a 
guy's name to a girl's name or from um you know a girl's name to uh to a uh, um you know uh, lgbt character's name or whatever else like you can you and then see how that plays there's things that you're going to tweak along the way but for the most part you're going to be able to write an interesting character just by writing what you know and then cha- and then set the name after the fact interesting and it, it it works like you can you know if i write a character and i think about a guy for it and then just change the name and put and have a girl play that character. There's no real appreciable difference as far as deliverability or, or you know, content or intention f- for that character or anything like that. It's all still the same. And I think that's that's the biggest thing is that the stories written for women in the past have always been very narrow focus. Like they it couldn't go as, as broad as the open world and what all you could do. And so they were very much like the housewife type story or, you know, the younger sister type story or it was it didn't really did the world didn't open up as much. And I feel like that's that's the thing that is missing. Like it's just flip flip the name and things open up a lot more for you. I think that like in college, I was an English major in college and we were reading um, Virginia Woolf. Mm hmm. Or no, we were reading, yeah, we were reading Virginia Woolf, who, I probably am getting this wrong, but, like, Virginia Woolf, I think, wrote, like, an academic essay about, like, about female, uh, about female characters that had come before Mm -hmm. Virginia Woolf's time. Female literary characters. And all of them, like, Jane Eyre, or, I'm probably getting, I'm, like, whatever, I'm summarizing, and I'm probably getting something wrong. But, like, Jane Eyre... (sighs) woman from pride and prejudice like all those characters it's like all of those characters are these like spunky such a weird word but like spunky like oh like this woman reads fire yeah that word that's like (laughs) spunky that type of thing and it it's a myth it's like the it those women don't exist it's not those women don't exist. Like, what is what am I trying to get across? It's like, it's it's the it's basically what I'm trying to make the point. At the, the today, it's like the strong female character and like yeah. that whole myth. It's like so, it it's two dimensional in a different way. It's like it's how people are imagining, or how usually like a man imagines. Like, oh, like wouldn't it be fun if like a woman was the boss, and then it yeah. like ends there. And I think that's like also very dangerous because it's like oh man like you had a woman in your movie and she was a lawyer and yeah like the work is done but it's just so interesting how like history has like repeated itself or it's like it's always been like that where we've Mm -hmm. had these like sort of like faux three-dimensional characters that are really two-dimensional in art for like hundreds of years but Mm -hmm. you're like oh like at least I have so and so to look up to and it's like yeah. I don't know it's fascinating I would like to return to South Park <laughs> why do you think why do you think that boys watch South Park and girls didn't uh, I think well for me it was because I was not too much older than the characters being portrayed when the show first came on yeah and so it was this seeing kids that are younger than me quote unquote you know sure. saying and doing things that are how old are they that are to just be? ahead of me uh, they were supposed to be in like third or fourth grade, I think, when the show started, and I was in seventh, I think, at the time, or something like that. But mm-hmm. to hear them then say things that 
you know, I didn't hear high schoolers saying when I was in junior high. Like, the, the, right. it was, it, it just so it it's was, like titillating a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, that's that's the thing I latched onto. I was also in Minnesota at the time, so Minnesota, yeah, Colorado. Like there's some, yeah, yeah there's there's. <laughs> I I I knew all the character types that they had in in that show. Right. I I I can map that to a kid I went to high school with or junior high or something like that. You know. Yeah. And so that's that's what made it like that's where where i got the affection for it i get that the the perspective of of yeah that they're not they're completely underserving women on on the show oh Um, i don't know that that's true no i I think it's absolutely true i think so i'm not really familiar with the show they've only had uh i can only think of a couple episodes that really had like female-centric plots that were not do they like, tackle because I know they tackle like really huge issues. Like, do they tackle like women's issues? Um, s- somewhat, yeah, a little bit, but not, n- not. I think it's, those are yeah. those are guys who are who are very much comfortable writing what they know, and so they write from their own perspective and don't it's their takes. Yeah, interesting. And and honestly, they they're not being pushed to do anything else. Like that show will be on on for as long as they want to be on on TV. I really like their other. Yeah, I just like don't really know South Park that well, but I really have loved their other things that they've Book done. Book of Mormon and and that sort of thing. Basketball. Did they write, <laughs> Basketball. Did they write Team America? Or did that is that wrong? Team America was them. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're very smart. Um, but yeah, I'm just interested, like, that there was this whole cultural touch point that was so. Yeah, that just like skipped over a gender. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's, there's many things there's like that. Many. But do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Where it's like, I always think that's like, yeah, like, like everybody knows that reference. And right. Yeah. I don't know. It's not like Simpsons where they do have plenty of stories that are Marge storylines or, or Lisa storylines or even Maggie storylines in, in the show that, that Gosh, diversified. I used to watch The Simpsons like every Sunday. Yeah. I loved The Simpsons. Yeah, I did too. Way back when. Back yeah. when Conan O'Brien was head writer, was their golden. I love Conan O'Brien so much. He was like the monorail episode is that's amazing. Great. My friend was studying abroad. I remember I was in college, and she came back, and we turned on the TV, and she was like, Jay Leno was hosting the Tonight Show, and she's like, Wait, what happened to Conan? Yeah, and like she had literally studied abroad for like the exact amount of time for that whole thing to happen. I was like, oh. Let's sit down, and oh. it, I had just seen him on that tour. Yeah. Um, he came to my college. Can't stop, won't stop. That, that documentary. Yes, did you go? I didn't go to the tour, but I watched the documentary. Oh, the documentary. <laughs> and that, I loved that. Woo! Yeah. I love Conan. I think he's so wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, so, all right, kind of back on topic, sort of, just because we're getting towards end of time. Uh, <laughs> so, what do, you, what do you actually want to do with this? Now, you're, you're close to graduation within a couple weeks of graduation. Minutes. And yeah. It, yeah. What, uh, what's, your, what's your next step? What's up next for you? Um, I don't know. Like you were saying earlier that most of your cohort is sticking around Chicago and wants yeah, to try to do stuff here. Yeah, a lot here. of us are. I think literally all of us, but maybe one mm-hmm. is staying in Chicago. So I'm excited to make stuff with everybody. I think what was super rewarding, rewarding was for my final project, I casted improvisers that I was like really like big fans of. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a skill that I never where I was like, wow, because, you know, as like an improv student, it's like you're encouraged by the theater and Mm -hmm. you want to for so many different reasons. You want to go see shows. Mm -hmm. So you are at the theater a lot. 
And like, so I've seen all these people like, you know, and you have your routines. You're like, I see this team every Thursday night. Right. I see this team every Friday. I, whatever, whatever. And so like when I was like started school, I was like, okay, who in Chicago do I want to work with this year? And I wrote down a list of names and for my final project, I worked with them. Yeah. And, um, I was like a little intimidated to work with them because as like in the improv community, you f- even though it's like very silly, like you feel when you're an amateur, right. there are these vets and you make up stories in your head like that person is untouchable. Yeah. Of course they're not. It's it's a lot like you're just making it up in your head. One of my best friends in D.C., I, I had that relationship with him where he, I, I went and saw the team that he was on and he was hysterical and, and yeah. loved it and eventually like some uh my executive producer introduced us because she got on that same team mm-hmm. and he and i are like fast friends like i yeah. I, do, I work on his podcast sean paul ellis he's on saturday morning cartoons podcast and i, I do that one uh, a bunch with him but like it was that same relationship where i was i was like oh, i i don't know if i can talk to him like i'm i'm not at that level yet yeah, or anything you get like it. that yeah and, and it's just like because you, you see people on stage and you know it's i mean it's not all in your head like they're in the stage you're in the crowd you're clapping for them clearly there's a level differentiation but uh yeah i mean yeah they are just people of course yeah um but i but i I guess i mentioned that because like now that my project's done i'm like oh man like i really enjoyed that process like yeah thinking about what i wanted to do and then like writing characters based on for literally for these people and then approaching them um so i'm like i'm like kind of excited about that prospect i'm like who else in chicago like do i want to write for and make stuff with and um so i'm excited to do that there's no like oh i i don't have like a million things in the works i'm excited to take like a little break and get rejuvenated and like come up with some like fresh ideas and like experience life a little bit and then like make more stuff you are so productive in this program and you really do like cross all these sort of you know like i didn't have a pilot last year i didn't have a short film last year now you do (laughs) and now i do and it's like so what else can i make you know yeah yeah i don't know we'll see hopefully the future will be bright well, uh, thank you for uh, for doing the show, and uh, especially last minute. Of course, thank you for <laughs> but, having uh, me. But hopefully, your export is getting close to done. It's almost done. <laughs> I had three different exports. Yay! Almost there. That's a very funny film. And when you're done, if it goes up online, send me a link. I'll put it up for the show. That's, oh, that's very sweet of you. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks. That was Liz Fitzgerald. Thank you to Liz, to the Harold Ramis Film School, and the Second City staff for their help. And for, uh, you know, not kicking us out of the building. The music on this week's episode was I've Been Long Gone by Derek Every. You can find more of his music at DerekEvery.com. That's D-E-R-E-K-E-V-R-Y. This show is recorded and edited by me, Tony Lazaroni. If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. And be sure to check out some of my and my classmates' work at filmstudentpod.com. See you all next week. Class dismissed! <laughs>